Hey everybody, I wanted to jump on this microphone today and express what I found. So I just got done with the workout. It's New Year's Eve right now. It's in the morning time. I'm in Florida and I'm in a car. I'm just reflecting. And the question that popped into my mind, which I feel like a lot of people have a question for that they seek answers to, is how do I know that I have fully processed a trauma? Because it's like, do you ever really? But I'm just like, how do I know that this this stuff is working? This These mental health exercises, this mindfulness, this affirmation, how do I know this is actually working? So I went to, you know, my therapist that's free named Google, and I found this article that answered these questions for me. It was six signs you may notice as you're healing from trauma. So sign number one, you begin feeling your emotions rather than minimizing them. I can relate to this because there's been a time period for me for like at least 10 years. It's been a 10 year cycle of where I really numb myself. I've been numbing myself. I've not haven't been really like connected to my body and that's caused me to be disconnected from my emotions sometimes I don't even know like what sadness is this sadness is this anger is this happiness they're all so foreign to me I think anger and unhappiness have been the most prominent in my life so those are solidified like I, I know what those are in a heartbeat but the other things, I think I recently felt joy in 2022. Like I, that was the first time for a couple weeks I felt joy. Like I felt like things felt balanced. I felt like I didn't need things to make me happy, material things. I just had myself. And I think that is an example of this, this one sign. So number one, you begin feeling your emotions rather than minimizing them. And then there's like some, some different details underneath that that say, 1A, you allow yourself to cry. Tears are a shower for your soul. You validate and more fully understand your emotions rather than try to fix or get rid of them. And anger begins to dissipate and decreases and actually turns out to be sadness, loneliness, confusion, helplessness, and pain underneath. And I think that's what I had to really realize, especially like me being passive aggressive, is that this is due to me numbing my emotions and all of the emotions like sitting in a bottle about to explode. And everyone can see this bottle about to explode, but it never fully explodes. Like it's almost like they're waiting for a volcano to blow and they've been waiting for days and like it just explodes when they least expect it. Like that's how I would feel like that. And it turns out like it was it has something to, to more to do about it. So I think I can connect to this. I do think that is a sign. So check. So number two, number two sign that you could be healing from trauma. You're practicing living mindfully rather than mindlessly. Let me say that again for the people in the back. We're practicing living mindfully rather than mindlessly. Rather than, you know, distracting yourself or numbing or trying to keep busy with things that aren't getting you ahead to your goals, aspirations, whatever may have you, you start from a place of intention and value. You don't just impulsively do something 
because you feel like you have no control. Now it's you're doing it because you do have control over yourself. Like that's the thing that you can control is yourself. The only thing in life you can control is yourself, your mindset, I should say, more your mindset. So there's sometimes there's things that are going to happen to your body that they may be out of your control, but your mind is one of the, the most prominent things that we can control. So I would ask yourself questions like, what does my body need right now to rest and recuperate? Do I really want to take on this project right now if I really listen to myself? What would really happen if you if I disappoint other people and tell them no? Those are intentional questions. Like you really sit with your body because we know. Okay, let's go to number three. So number three is how you know that <laughs> you got a sign that your trauma is, you know, unfolding and clearing up like a sunny day. Your body releases tension. You have less somatic issues like headaches, migraines, stomach aches, stress fatigue, which is crazy because I've, I've had stomach aches all my life. The next one is your body softens and relaxes because you're learning to establish safety in your body. You're more welcoming of touch, like hugs and embraces. You understand that some of your physical symptoms are a result of mental health or physiological issues, trauma, depression, anxiety, uh, which is also powerful because starting from where you are than what you would like to be is powerful. Um, So I can agree with that. Number four. You reach out more for support and ask for help. Uh, I've done that so much more in 2022. Like I said, this is New Year's Eve for me right now at the time of this recording. But like, I can't be superwoman. Like, there's so many times I can challenge myself, my mind, body, spirit, and emotions to their capacity. But everything needs a rest. You have to turn off your car. You have to like turn off the gas. Things require rest. In order to get stronger, they have to rest. You can't, you're weakening things going on longer and longer and longer. So I totally can agree for that too. Like I've never been more vulnerable in my life where I'm like, hey, delegation is everything, baby. Delegation. Like what are, what are you taking on that you literally can pay someone else to do? That like you don't like will really like relax your life and make it better for you. Like what is the thing that you can do that can help you better yourself and your life? Think about it. Think about it. So I would really emphasize and I would really look into that. What can you delegate and ask for help for? Because you don't have to do it all by yourself. Like remove some of that stress, honey, boo-boo child. Okay. Number five, you stop reacting less and start reflecting more. Ooh, I like that one. You stop reacting less and start reflecting more. Let me say that one more time for the people down the street, for the people in the airport, for the people who are flying to other places. Let me say it one more time. You stop reacting less and start reflecting more. I like how it says reflecting more instead of responding more. Because sometimes you're going to have to take that pause so you know how you want to respond. I think the pause comes before the response. You don't just respond all like willy nilly and and beautifully, especially if you've been severely traumatized. You have to pause and you have to think. And sometimes they're not going to get a response that second, that hour, that day. So think about that. I like that one. You stop reacting less and start reflecting more. Sometimes it is you. I'm saying it. Sometimes it is you. Sometimes it is your thoughts, your feelings, 
It's your personal experiences that are creating your reality around you. Someone who could have said something did not mean anything about it to hurt you. Just, you know what I mean? Like, I don't like your shoes. Okay, have a blessed day. Let me read these these sub details to you about you stop reacting less and start reflecting more. Okay, so here's a one sub detail. You stop laughing at your traumas. You learn laughter shrinks you and is a way to distract you from your pain. Oh my word. Why is that hitting so hard? You know how many times I've, I just laugh at my trauma of like how people have disrespected me, how people have physically hurt me, how people have belittled me and the things that I've done to myself. Just laugh about it like it's not a big deal and just like have other people join in and laugh at me. Stop laughing at your traumas. They're not funny. Your hurt is not funny. Another sub detail is your triggers begin to guide you towards healing rather than control and manage you. You understand where the triggers come from, what you need, and how to interrupt the cycle of sabotage. Oh, wow. That's that's good. That's good. So good. So good. The other sub detail is you begin understanding your triggers vulnerabilities and stressors and make an actual plan moving forward you learn how to differentiate between danger safety and trust especially in your body rather than just relying on your brain head logic all the time you have to have that mind body spirit connection it's really important for balance and then the last sub detail for this is you begin learning to live in the moment rather than the past or future. You begin slowing down and enjoying the little things. Why is slowing down so hard? Why? Oh my gosh, like when you're feeling everything at a really slow speed, it feels like the ball has dropped. That's how it feels to slow down. When you actually stop running and start looking around you, it's like being in the passenger seat or in an Uber or Lyft ride. And actually, like, you're not driving anymore. Like, you're present in the moment to see things that other people who are so engaged in the action don't realize what it's like to be. Think about it. Okay, we're heading to the last sign you are healing from your trauma. The sign number six. You start grieving for what you never had. This is so relatable there's so many things that I wish I would have had in life and I play out how I would have wanted situations to go whether they were like past romantic relationships or family situations or um, school applications or just so many different things that I just wish would have gone differently and I constantly still to this day play things in my mind like what if this would have happened like that and it keeps me attached to an outcome that never happened and like, instead of creating what I want in my life, like I'm, a, I'm going, I'm so deep in the past that my present and future seem non-existent so t- sometimes. Like, it's just like, I'm using it as a crutch to not be my best self. But allowing myself to say that that happened and it's not the end of the world and not like... <laughs> dragging on like what different scenarios of how it could have gone I can create those scenarios now and actually do them 
instead of thinking about how things have in the past. It's about moving forward and through the stage in your life that you are this time with the skills that you have, the tools that you have now, instead of thinking about a person that you were before because it's not the same tools or skills or mindset or anything. So that I can totally relate to. I just want to read this one sub detail with the number six sign uh, that your trauma is healing. You begin to tap into your inner child and wonder what they desperately crave and desire. And since others may be unable or unwilling to give them to you, you begin the process of reparenting your inner child. Why did I have to have a talk with little Tariana? It was within this this year. And I had to like have a talk with little Tariana and be like, don't be afraid anymore. You're not in the dark anymore. You don't have to wait for your next hug anymore. You don't have to cry alone anymore. You don't have to be afraid of the world anymore. You don't have to crumble because it feels like the world's against you. You don't have to worry anymore. I'm here for you. I'm going to do whatever I can to make you feel worthy, make you feel like you can do anything, make you feel safe, make you feel seen. I'm your mother now and I love you. That's what I had to say to myself. I am your mother now. I'm going to feed you. I'm going to tell you when you need to get up. I'm going to brush your teeth. I'm going to push you in a healthy way that challenges you to show you what's possible for yourself. But I'm not going to force you. We're going to have a relationship together to where we understand how each other is. And I'm going to see what you need. And I'm going to reward you what you want by showing you how to get it with hard work. That's it. I love her and I don't want anything but the best for her. I'm done abandoning her. I'm done leaving her just anywhere and in situations are that seem out of her control i love this girl i love her and love is hard love is painful love is patient love is blind love is all these different things but i'm willing to go through all those cycles of love with her because she's worth it theoretically speaking i believe that our parents were supposed to be there to show us how to take on this life to parent ourselves, give us the basic skills so we can be equipped to be strong, be healthy, so we can do whatever we wanted to do in this lifetime. I remember like there was a phrase from my big fat Greek wedding where she, um, her mom was saying to her, I gave you life so you can live it. Because she was living her life for other people and making other people happy. And when her mom said that, I was like, damn, that's like, that is dope. Like that, I gave you life so you could live it. So these are the six signs that you're, the work is working. Therapy, coaching, the things that you're doing to invest in yourself. When you're being consistent and intentional. You have so much power in yourself. No one can tell you differently. I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you permission to cry. I'm giving you permission to love yourself. I'm giving you permission to be the very best you can be. And I'm giving you permission to be your worst some days. Like we need that balance in life. And I think the last thing I want to leave off on is that I don't think life is about being happy anymore. I think it's about finding the person that you were meant to be. And keep continuing challenging that person and creating them, building your character, building building your spot in this world. You know what I mean? And along that way, you do find happy moments, happiness, sadness, like like friends, like all that different stuff throughout a lifetime. But ultimately, 
you're leaving behind the person who went all through through all that stuff, met all those relationships, did all those jobs, did everything, so people can look back and say, that person lived their life. And how can I how can I learn from them? How can I make them proud that I'm doing the same thing? It's just about constantly recycling, reusing, and recharging the person that you were meant to be. You're getting closer to that person every single day. And we're in this together. The struggle is so real, but it can also be sweet. Thank you for listening today. I'm going to try if I remember, depending on when I upload this episode, I will leave the link in the description on whatever platform this is on. So you can go look at this article so you can reference it, read it again um, and see if it resonates with you. Until we meet again, Struggleberries. Happy New Year. Bye.